Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Welcome back to Coached Soul. I'm Steve and you're with my co-host Keith. Keith, how you been? I'm all right, brother. Been fighting the fires, but I'm ahead of it. Long as you got the water, put the fires out. That works. Uh, it helps to have a brother by my side. So thank you. Quite welcome any day, Keith. No, we've been kind of talking about trust, a heartache that you've been through. The last person I talked to was Christine about men and the trouble that we have and go through. Let's talk about redemption today. How can men redeem themselves to be men again, to know who they are? I mean, you go through a lot of struggles as a Marine and I think in the Marine Corps as a way of brainwashing you. <laughs> um, well, the Marine Corps does try to build you up to make you strong. And I think you have to go through, in, at least in the Marine Corps, through our training, they break you down before they build you back up. And we work really well as a team. I think our strength is in being great teams, more so than just being on our own. And as, as, a long, as long as we work as a team, we do really well. If the team starts to fall apart, then other things start to fall apart, including how we look at ourselves and how we look at the rest of our team and how we look at the world. And so it's really important that we maintain the integrity of the team because that helps us maintain the integrity and the health of the individual Marine as well. You know, it's interesting you say team. And when you think about the females, females are constantly in the social contact with one another. You know, whether they're at work, whether they have friends, whether they have family, they're constantly socializing. They go to events and they're able to talk. They support each other. But men, you know, we could go to a bar watch a football game on the, on the TV, drink a few beers, but that's about it. I mean, we talk about sports, we talk about various things, but as men, we don't talk about our relationships. We don't talk about our feelings and emotions. What do you think about that concept about men being, is it being afraid? What, what are your thoughts as men not being able to verbalize? Because that's how a woman connects with a man. A woman needs to be able to connect to a man emotionally. And if a man's not emotionally there, like in Christine's case, her husband was not emotionally being supportive for her. He chose alcohol over the relationship. So what are your thoughts about men engaging with one another and then with women? Okay, first of all, I think let's, let's talk about the men, uh, the man-to-man aspect. I think there is... Some kind of ideology that says that to be a strong man, I have to be a silent man and not let the emotional aspect overwhelm us. And, and I think there's you know, some truth about not being overwhelmed, but the fact is in life, things can become overwhelming. We believe, I think it's been put on us to be able to handle things, everything by ourselves as men. The truth is we probably do better in developing a good support network and a good team around us. And we do a lot better um, having that. There's accountability that comes in and redemption. 
uh, can come in. Redemption comes in in that as men, we're going to make mistakes, but working together, we can help find redemption. And then, of course, religiously speaking, there's redemption in Christ Jesus. In community, in healthy communities, a, a group of men, say in, in the military or in our communities, in our business world, in our friendships, there can be redemption. As we learn to trust each other, we can find redemption. As we learn to trust each other and experience redemption, we then grow in our strength, not only as individuals, but as teams. And we also have to share and encourage the idea of accountability with each other. So there is a lot of work they're just men with men and then men with women. And I think probably maybe especially talking about our wives or maybe our girlfriends is the desire to be a strong man in front of our wives or the desire to be a strong man in front of our girlfriends. We are, we've often been told to be the strong silent type, especially our generation. The reality is I think we find ourselves to be in a lot healthier place when we learn to listen to our wives or our girlfriends, and we begin to learn how, and it takes some work, to learn how to communicate. And we're not going to be able to communicate man, man to man or a man to a woman. We're not going to learn how to communicate. We're not going to learn how to have redemption. We're not going to learn how to have accountability unless we have a willingness to present ourselves with a measure of humility and listen to the person who's talking to us what are they bringing into the relationship and then how can we interact with that 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 takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of humility to to pull that off i hear complaints all the time in my office in regards to women saying well my husband just doesn't listen to me he just doesn't seem to care it's not about men not caring it's that men want to fix it they don't want to be able to take the time to just to be supportive of her and listen to what she's having to say. Men try to fix it or tell this is how she should feel about her feelings. You know, you're, you know, you have that classic man, I'm going to come in and I'm going to rescue and I'm going to take care of you. But there's, there's a, a video clip called it's not about the nail. Great little clip about how men can listen. In therapy, one of the things I do with the couples is I explain to the man and I hold up a bottle of water and the water's moving on the inside, but the bottle's staying steady. Women are like liquid. I'm not trying to be derogatory, but women are liquid, meaning they're everywhere emotionally. Their brain is thinking about what I got to do to feed and clothe my kids, what bills I got to get paid. I got to get the house clean. I look good for my spouse. I mean, there's all kinds of things that their minds go to. And emotionally, as a woman, she has the hormones that kind of go everywhere. But a man, he's got to be this, like a container. And what I mean by container is like a bowl that's supportive. It's not about suppressing her. It's being supportive because when a man becomes reactive, holy cow, you just call World War III. So I, I'm reminded, I'm, I'm just laughing on the inside because I remember 
many years ago that uh, one of the vehicles, I think it was our 4x4 Suburban, and we were living up in, in the Rocky Mountains, and Valerie went to the, to the store to get groceries, and she had uh, four kids in the car, and the vehicle broke down. And so she called me, and, and you know, I was assuring her that everything was going to be just fine speaking about the vehicle. And so I get over there and I'm putting a wrench on the, on the, on the battery and the wires and, you know, underneath the hood and I'm fixing everything. She's over here kind of in, in torment, emotional. And I walk, I walk over to her and I, I close the, the hood of the vehicle. I say, there, everything's good. You're ready to go. And I love you and everything's great, ready to rock and roll. And she was, you know, ready to light one off. I was thinking to myself, why is my wife like not happy with me? I just rescued her. I just saved her. I just fixed her problem. This went on for a couple hours and we're, we're, we're home later in the, in the evening. And I'm, I'm saying to her, she's kind of being a little bit on edge with me. And I say, what is wrong? I fixed your problem. So you should be grateful. You should be happy and you should be thankful. And instead I'm having a, a war going on. And so she comes over to me and she's kind of beating on my chest. And she goes, don't you know, don't you know? And I'm like, no, I don't know. I have no clue. And she goes, it wasn't about the vehicle. And I'm going, it was all about the vehicle. And she's like, it wasn't about the vehicle at all. And I'm like, well, what was it about? And she says, it was about me and the kids. And I'm like, yes, that's why I fixed the vehicle because you and the kids need to be safe. And she goes, yes, but you didn't express that. She goes, you just fixed the vehicle, matter of factly, patted us on the back, and we got and we went home. She goes, I needed you. This was a really great blessing for me. This was a great lesson. And my wife took the time to teach me. So I had to listen. She goes, it wasn't about fixing the suburban. It was about holding me in your arms and looking me in the eyes and letting me know that you dearly loved me and appreciated me and you were going to be there for me not showing it like by fixing something but by holding me and like you said a container and wrapping my arms around her to contain her and hold her not to control her but to comfort her and that was a huge lesson she goes after you do that go fix the vehicle but first tend to the souls that are on board before you go fix the things that need to be fixed. Make sure you tend to the people who are hurting before you go fix the problem. And I was like, whoa, what a huge lesson for me. Keith, that's the thing. You didn't react. When men become reactive, you take on that feminine emotional role because then you cause that harsh interaction with her. For example, you could have overreacted and she would have responded and you guys would have fought and that would be it. Well, I wouldn't say that that didn't happen. I think that we did probably fight for about right. two or three hours, but eventually we got to a place called truth. But you got there with her simply being gentle with you and explaining what she needed. And women who are listening, men need that. Oh, think yeah, about, I think so. Yeah, think about it, uh, Keith. When, when we're raised, who raises us? Women. 
we need good men mentors out there. And that's where men need to step up to the plate, be good husbands, be good fathers. And if you don't know how, find someone that can be your accountability partner that can help mentor you. Right. Because we, we, we have to have men who are accountable for their actions. Right. Women need to help teach men how to be men. And men need to teach men how to be men. Correct. So I would say that there's a, there's a lot going on under the scenes here. And Milo is wanting to sing. But there's a lot going on under the scenes here. I think we need to take the things that maybe our fathers, our men around us have have tried to pour into us but at the and, and listen to that at the same time we need to listen to the things that the women are maybe wanting to pour pour into us so one of one of the things is every woman wants to be loved but that doesn't mean that every woman wants to be loved exactly the same way so milo here is joining in we have to be willing as as husbands or as boyfriends we have to be willing to listen to our wives or our girlfriends about how they want to be loved, not how that we want to love them. And that means that as men, we have to listen to our women, but it also means women have to be willing to speak exactly what they want from their man. We are not mind readers. But Keith, that, I, I agree with you that we're not mind readers, but here's the problem that I've encountered just by doing therapy and also with my own relationships is, is the fact that women do try to tell men. They do try to figure out different ways of telling men. And sometimes as men, we just don't get it. Correct. And they do. And they become so exhausted that the women give up. Now, the problem is, is that I think that. Well, men are giving up as well. Right. Because they're frustrated and they feel right. like, OK, my woman is backing off on me being intimate. And that's understandable because women Correct. stop being intimate with a man is because she's not connecting with him emotionally. Correct. And so now we have this vicious cycle. He doesn't love me. She doesn't love me. And it becomes a a tip for tat and then relationship is destroyed. I, I would, I would interject here that sure. I think sometimes we're saying he doesn't love me when the fact is his frustration is because he does love. Correct. And he feels like he can't advance forward with that love. And I'm not talking about anything romantic here. I'm talking about, he cares about a person, his wife, and he feels like he cannot express his love towards his wife because the relationship is in a difficult spot and neither person knows how to have the conversation to get it out of the ditch. It doesn't, frustration should not necessarily mean that somebody doesn't love me. It can actually be evidence that someone does love me, but they feel that it's a, they're in a very hard spot and can't figure out how to express that love. And they feel like it's not being received. Now, there's another part with this. A man needs to love a woman because a woman needs to feel loved. But a, now, so a man needs to love a woman because a woman needs to be loved. But what does a man need? A man 
doesn't so much need love as much as he needs respect and dignity and honor shown to him. So a woman needs love and a man needs respect. And the channels have to be open where both parties are vulnerable enough and humble enough to be able to share those attributes with each other. And that can be a challenging lesson for us to learn, especially in a society when it's all about me. Well, I want to challenge that thinking. See, good segue. <laughs> when, when you think about challenging here, it's when I think about respect, a man doesn't need to command respect if he doesn't respect himself. A man who commands respect from his wife, to me, doesn't know how to respect himself. And here's why. Sometimes men come and operate out of fear and hurt from their past. Oh, yeah, I've been and, there. Yeah, and they overcompensate for their hurt and they I've mask it. Yeah, right. definitely. So some men become narcissistic. Some come very selfish in their attitude. So how does man redeem himself with a woman? A man likes to feel needed and, and a woman needs to feel desired. She so needs it, to know she's loved. But so for a, we, we need to understand that needed doesn't necessarily mean needy. Correct. Because if we're going, if we're going off in the direction of needy, that's a very unhealthy place. No, I wasn't going that far. Yeah, understood. I'm, I'm trying to stay on the healthy side of, and I appreciate your interjection and, and clarification because we need that. Right. You know, men need to feel needed. In other words, as a leader, it's lonely because we have to make decisions. But that's where a woman can come in and say, you know, I appreciate you looking out for me. Men need to have terms. Women need to have emotional boundaries. We have to have boundaries. And when everything comes into play, that relationship works because both are sacrificing themselves to listen to what the other person is saying and sharing. And that takes time. It does. Right. And we call that a relationship. Agreed. And if you don't, if you don't give yourself the time, then you don't have the relationship. The relationship isn't established because you think she's pretty and you think he's strong. That's not a relationship. A, a relationship requires commitment, time, love, sacrifice, humility, honor, dignity, respect. And by the way, in all these words where women want to be loved and men want to be respected, women want to be respected as well. And men want to be loved as well. So we're talking, we're not talking about that once absent. We're talking about the degree. Men very much want to be respected. Women want to be very much loved. Now, it's not for the man to dictate to the woman what it means to be loved. It's for the man to listen to the woman, for her to, to dictate what love is, and the man to make an appropriate, respectful response that reveals love. And it's for the man to explain what it means to be honored and for the woman to show that. By the way, if you look in, in the scriptures, there's a, actually a mutual submission 
one to another for a healthy relationship. It's not that the woman is in complete submission to the man and the man has no submission to the woman. It's a mutual respect and a mutual love for each other. You know, we say 50-50. Relationships are not about 50-50. Relationships should be 100-100 on giving to each other. It's learning how to yield. And one of the things that I talk about in, in couples therapy is that how come we have a stoplight at the intersection? It directs traffic. But we're very poor about how to direct our communication traffic and our relationships. For example, mm -hmm. hey, hun, right. I just woke up this morning. I've got a headache. I may be snappy. I don't mean to. I'll try to get over it this afternoon. That's a yellow light. You're telling the other person how you feel in case you get snappy. Hey, right. I feel hurt when you do harsh talking to me. So now we're putting up a caution light again, or we're putting a red light of how we want to be treated. We, we have to understand our dialogue of each other. You know, there's another, the, the, the rest, let's flush that out the rest of the way with the sure. red light, yellow light. So anytime that there's a yellow light, there's also an option of a red light or a green light. Anytime, and anytime, anytime that there is a red light, there is always a green light. Um, so don't interact with me in this way at this time, but do interact with me this way at this time with this, right? you know, uh, this vantage point. So just like driving an automobile is you have to learn how to shift the gears. You have to also learn how, when to, when to take the, you know, the bank to the left and the bank to the right. Let's see if I can get Milo to calm down here. So one, one of the things for men, cause men like challenges and men like to fix things. If you really want to have a healthy relationship with your wife, learn how to drive the car. I mean, learn when to shift the gears, learn how to use your mirrors, learn when to turn your headlights on, learn when to hit the brake, learn when to accelerate. And if you can learn how to do that with your wife and she's going to teach you how, you're wanting to speed forward and she's saying right now, I need you to slow down. We need to listen. If you want to have a successful relationship, you have to know how to shift the gears. You know, Keith, as we're, we've got to close down on this podcast, you're absolutely right. The biggest thing about relationships is about trust. Maybe the next podcast, we can talk about relationship trust, how to build it and what breaks it. So thanks for being on the show today, Keith. And yeah, my pleasure. Uh, look forward to our talk next week. All right, Brother Steve. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.